please, to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40. And I want to uh, add to what Les said by uh, reminding all of you to utilize the email and the attachments that Monica so um, dutifully and uh, sacrificially prepared for you. Um, some of you who have prepared reports before, sometimes it takes you a long time to generate them and get them out. That was real time because of the need of what, uh, what the word was. So we thank Monica for that, but please avail yourself of reading those, okay? And as she said in Marco Polo yesterday, if any of you are digitally challenged, I don't know how you would say that, technologically challenged or whatever, and you can't pull it up, you don't have it. If you need a printed form, she offered to have um, some of them. Are they they're up there? Ooh, well, they're up here. So um, if that's you, utilize it. So thank you, and please utilize these for the kingdom. I Early this morning, I, you get tired of me saying that. <laughs> the first thing I say on a Sunday but that seems to be the pattern. Um, it's always been that way with the Lord uh, since we began this walk as saints, um, that he usually delivers uh, whatever word I'm supposed to bring uh, almost real time. And But I've noticed that it's become even more instant and more forceful. And, and I think that that is in line with what the Lord said about the times of the end, where the way the Spirit is going to be moving in us, He's going to give us instant answers, and He's going to give us a sharpening of being able to hear, and that's for all of us. So it's not just me, it's for all of us. And um, that's why we need to study to show ourselves approved so that there's plenty of material in our workhouse uh, so that the Spirit can bring all things to the remembrance when we're ready to, to release things. But early this morning, um, I, uh, I was in prayer, and I, I, as is always the case after First Saturday, I think, well, I'm going to peruse whatever words have been submitted so far. And uh, again, I, I'm giving thanks to the interpretation group for preparing those, and voila, there they were. And so I was reading them, and I was really encouraged by, as always, by what the Lord was saying through all of you. I mean, it really is a, a, it is a blessing. And if you've not been following the, the fivefold reports that are posted on the website um, each month, you need to avail yourself of that because that's a real-time word coming not only from here, but from the points across the world from the network. I mean, you're, you're hearing things. I, I'm just so blessed. We, we get reports from, um, <laughs> I always love reading the report that comes from the African nation of Benin. And I know what that environment's like there. I've, I've seen it for myself. And uh, those precious people who are wonderful folks, who don't have the advantages that all of us have living in this first world country, for them to be on their face and pray and gain a word and submit it and then have it translated so that it can be brought over here, that's, that's an incredible thing. So avail yourself of, of this. 
But one of the things that um, really struck me about Wednesday night's report, I'm going somewhere with this, so just stick with me, was that there was a word about uh, an eagle being on the shield covering this house. Now, I don't know who submitted any of these words. This was from in here, so I don't know. Um, but I thought that that really means something. And then I noticed, um, I noticed that there were a few words. Uh, one of the people who came here to pray submitted that while driving to the church for prayer yesterday morning, my attention was drawn to a bird soaring in the air with little effort on its part as it was lifted by the wind. And my prayer on this morning was much like that, soaring with the wind of God's Spirit, moving with Him in His direction. I, I was praying back there uh, in, on the nation's wall yesterday, and, in, and I wrote, in so many ways, we're merely riding the winds of prophetic fulfillment. He's mounting us up as eagles on the updrafts of His Spirit. And He's really trying to teach us the difference between riding the winds of His Spirit and trying to move in our own strength. Um, I, there was another word, uh, you know, this came from Zach's dad, Pastor Larry. I, oh, I identified somebody, I'm sorry. Uh, I was seeing a large water wheel that was powered like an old grist mill, the pouring of the water over the wheel, causing it to move. Um, I, there were many words like that, that speak about us as saints learning to navigate on what God provides. And, and I immediately, of course, then thought of the signature passage, which is here in Isaiah 40, which we all know. And the last verse that we're going to read is, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How, what a wonderful thing. I've told about being with Paul Harrison at, uh, we were in Jinja, where many of you were there uh, in Jinja, but not on this trip, where the, uh, the Nile, the headwaters of the Nile are. You remember that? We had the big picture taken with the, with the, with the beer sign behind us. <laughs> I don't think any of us realized. It's almost like we were on a kegger. Um, it, I don't think any of us realized what that backdrop was. And remember, remember how funny that was because Baker was going to take the picture and, and, and he, would, he would try to get everybody positioned and then he'd, he'd run over and then something didn't work and then he'd go back and Isai drew that picture of him doing that. That was so funny. Oh, how hilarious that is. But anyway, I remember being there with, with Paul Harrison and we had come and I was going to be speaking to a, a college group um, which uh, was just an amazing last-minute thing from the Lord. But we were sitting there under a tree looking down under the water, and all of a sudden we saw these great number of eagles, and they were just moving very slowly in a circle. And, and they, weren't, they weren't flapping their wings at all. They just had their wings extended, and they just went up and up and up, and they went up so high that I could barely see them. Of course, they could see me very clearly with their eyesight. But I thought, this is a sign for Africa. This is a sign for this inception point of this river, but it's also a sign for us. 
the, the, the very trusting way that these eagles mounted up uh, on the winds, on that convection of the winds carrying them upward, is really something. It's amazing to me. And I, th I thought of how the, the little baby eagles, um, you can see these eagle cams. I, I look at a number of them. You know, there's, I look at the, uh, the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania feeds because they have eagle cams and they have uh, falcon cams. Because uh, many of the, the big skyscrapers in Pittsburgh have nests of these raptors, these falcons. And so you can watch what is happening from the time eggs are, ha are, are, are laid and, and the way that the parents, the eagles deal very similarly, but also very distinctly differently than the falcons do. But they watch over these babies, and you see snowfall, and you see them, the, the mother or the dad brushing the snow off and keeping them safe. But then when those baby eagles are born, the way that that parent forces them out of the nest, we've studied about this, and it's anything but mounted up and riding effortlessly on the winds. Those little ones, they don't. They don't have that. Now, I don't know what owls do. You can ask Barry and Sandra about that. You know, they used to have a family of owls that raised generations out in their backyard over on Maplewood. But um, I thought from the time these baby eagles learn how to fly, and you can watch it in real time, to being a mature eagle that mounts up on the winds, that takes some doing. But when those, that mounting up happens, it is impressive. And I, I know that this passage here in Isaiah, which we're eventually going to look at, um, this passage from verse 25 on, just about every one of the de descriptions that are used there of the power of God and how God moves through his people leading up to this mounting up with wings of eagles is... It speaks about people that are mature, that are valiant, that are moving at a higher level in the military or in their training. It, it really, I'd never seen this before, but um, I, I thought, well, yeah, that's great, mounting up with wings as eagles. I, I'm going to be praying and declaring that. A lot of people saw it, even the, the eagle shield over this house. Um, but so I thought, I'll just see what context this is in. So I started going back, and I was astounded at how this, not only were these eagles mature, but the characterizations and the, the way that the Spirit was speaking about how God moves among people was all from a level of maturity. And, and we're going to look at some of those today. And, and so what I'm saying to you, the, the reason for this message is for you to recognize that God has brought you to this place. And however you've made it in the past, you need to remember that. But it's a new day. And you need to, we need to learn how to ride on the winds of the Spirit. We need to learn how to be caught up in that. And really, the, the whole issue of voice thunders, lightnings, earthquakes, where we become as dust and we're brought up, brought up caught up in, in convection into the secret place of thunder. You've been training for this from the time you first started praying. That's how God operates from his throne. It's very clear. 
So we said, well, I don't know. You know, I can stretch my wings. I don't know how to do it. Well, your spirit has been doing this for decades now. As you become contrite, as you are caught up as dust, which is how God created all of us. Remember when we were in Uganda and Pastor Gerald kept laughing when his brother would translate because he wouldn't say dust. He kept saying dirt. And, and they would laugh. And, and I said, what are you laughing at? He said, he won't say dust. Because we were given that voices, thunders, lightnings, earthquakes message. And uh, that was rather a measure of hilarity. But anyway, you've been being trained from this from the time God launched you out of the nest. And, but to be this eagle is to really ask God to help us to learn how to move on his river, to move on his winds, and through that, we will become strong. I think it's also interesting that it says mount up, which means that your objective is the mountains. Your objective is the high places. I remember in the film, I'm just quoting from all these things, um, the, the Robert Redford movie, Jeremiah Johnson, which is one of our favorites, where he goes up and he lives in the mountains. It's really, it's really a fun movie. But he's talking to this little boy that he's adopted, and he's seeing this hawk or this eagle flying. And he said, look at that up there. That's amazing. He said, he's heading for that high place up there on the mountain. Oh, he's already there. He said, it would take us weeks to get up there. He's made it. He's already there. And I thought, the things that God has called us to do that would have taken us weeks to get there before, when we mount up with wings as eagles, it's like that. That's what God has called you and me to be. And it has to be that way in these days in which we're living. The time is short. The best wine has been preserved for last. And so, what will you believe? I'm almost sounding like Joel Osteen now. I've got to be careful. <laughs> God wants you to succeed. Yeah, you should be. But anyway, what, what is it that would try to keep you flapping? I mean, let go and let the winds and the river of the Lord carry you. And the mount up is for the purpose of reaching the high places because you are called to be partnering with the Most High God. And um, so all of these verses leading up to Isaiah 40, 31, which we just quoted, uh, are maturity words. And so let's begin reading, finally, from verse 25 of Isaiah 40. To whom then will you liken me? Who shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who has created these things, that brings out their host by number. He calls them all by names, by the greatness of his might. For he that is strong in power, not one fails. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, my judgment is passed over from my God? Have you not known, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, to them that have no might, he increases strength. 
Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men will utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Just as an aside, verse 30 and 31 speak about Elisha's and Elijah's. Even the youth who run with the vision will faint and be weary. The young men will utterly fall. What they need is the example of you and all of us who will mount up with wings as eagles. That's what they need to see. Just like in any other business, in, in, you, you need mentor. You need somebody to say, I will be I will, dis- I will be discipled. I will dis- be discipled by you. That's what Jesus is for us. And we, we need to, the mighty men, the three tiers of David's mighty men, had that upper tier that are, were renowned, but you don't read much about. But the rest of them would not have functioned at all without that upper tier. Um, in, in sports, you've got to have savvy veterans who can say to all those young bucks who have who have five-tool talent, you don't play the game that way. Here's how you do it. You, you go about your business. You, you do this if you want to succeed in this league. You have to have that, or you, don't, or you don't succeed. You just don't. And so the Elijah-Elisha principle is demonstrated throughout the world in so many, other, in so many ways, but here it's demonstrated. Uh, this, uh, I love the Prosh song, even the youth get tired and faint, but the strength will come to those who wait. But it's, it's, in, it's in, in the shadow of these ones that are demonstrating what God really wants. So it's imperative for the service of the Lord, but for the young, that we be this to demonstrate the strength of God. And, you know, you think militarily, uh, it, it makes a difference when you know, hey, we've got a stud in our line. It's like, sad to say this, I probably shouldn't, somebody will try to tear down my monument, but the famous thing about Stonewall Jackson, there stands Jackson like a great stone wall. North Carolinians, let's stand with him. I mean, it's, it's that way. It's like what, uh, it's what, what um, Joab said to David. You're not going to go up here because if you fall, we've lost. We have to demonstrate what God has created us to be, not from a prideful standpoint. We want the young to succeed. We want them to come and do exploits. But they need to to have that framework of strength that God has aligned. And and that's that's why that's said in that way. I think it's interesting. They that wait, verse 31, of course, is this word that many have taught about. It's it, Wait there, kawa, is to bind together. It's used to describe the strength of rope making, where you twine several threads together. And when that happens, that threefold cord is not easily broken. To wait on the Lord means that you become entwined with him. You become what he is to where they can't tell you from him. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, seems I've read somewhere. That was the words of Jesus. And uh, the, those that were in the surrounding community saw the disciples and they said, we know you, you've been with him. And it wasn't just through association. 
It was that they had become like him. We're to become Christ-like. And that measure of waiting on the Lord is not just watching your clock and saying, you know, I'm demonstrating patience. It was sung over me today. That's the first sign of the apostolic. So don't know where he is, but I'm waiting. No, you're, you're investing yourself. They that wait on God's plan. And it, it, says, it says also that um, to renew, that the Lord will renew. This, this means that it will uh, pass quickly. It will move quickly. Um, and, and strength there is koach, so you could, which is the power of the throne. Stick with me with this. They that wait on the Lord, you are entwined yourself with God's plan. You're relying on the strength of the throne. And what's going to happen is when God moves, it's going to be quick. It's going to be suddenly. It's going to move in power and in, in absolute uh, effectiveness. And in that backdrop, they'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run, they'll break through, but they, they won't be weary. They'll walk and they'll not faint. Those two things. I don't know which is harder. Run and not, you know how you run and not be weary? It's not just because you train real well. You got the finest marathon shoes on. Um, it's, it's that you know how to pace yourself. You keep your eye on the objective and you have a sense of purpose. Run is this word that was mentioned in Sunday school today, ruse. And you can, you can either run like uh, those guys in the movie Stripes where they're running down the hill like crazy people, or you can run with a purpose. And if you run with a purpose, you're likely not to wear out. If you run without an objective, you will pretty soon tire and you'll give up. Um, they'll run and not be weary. They walk and not faint. Walk is to take steps of obedience and not to, um, not to give yourself over to, to just passing out. Um, I think it's interesting. We read, in, um, we read in verse 27, Jacob, why do you say my way is hid from the Lord? My judgment is passed over from Elohim. Why do you say that? Let's think about that for a second. This is one of the key ingredients to not fainting. Um, the first is, my way is hid from the plan of God. As if God started your derrick, your pathway, and then he, he misplaced you. No, every person has a place. But it's the next part of this that's in, that, that has more interest to me. My judgment is passed over by Elohim. Judgment there is mishpat. My anchor of walking in the judgment of God, knowing that from the throne I am established on something that is important to him. You know, and you come to a point where the enemy would want you to think that Elohim, where that mishpat was sown into you, has passed you over. So you have the two things. What started me on this pathway on behalf of the throne, the heart of God has forgotten all about. And my role in the plan of God, God has misplaced. Any of you felt that recently? 
Have you ever felt that? I felt that. I may not, it, I may not get up and speak it or get on the, the old-time party line and mouth it to a bunch of people. But any person who's, who's moved in the Lord has had that temptation come. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in the Scripture here. And if you want us to not faint, you, you make sure that you are aligned with what the heart of God has sown in you according to what He's doing from His throne. That's, that's your anchor. It's, it's where hope is. Hope is the anchor of the soul, the Bible says. And, and then from that point, you know that whatever Yahweh has directed you to do is carefully placed by God. Sometimes I marvel at how um, architects and, and construction people build buildings. And I think, huh, seems like they've not been doing anything for a long time. Now, I'm not saying that this intersection down here at Gaston and Garland Road has anything to do with any wise architecture. I mean, that's just wacky down there. And there were months that went by where we didn't see nary a person. And I think, where have you all gone? Are you on siesta? I don't know where you are. But you're not down there working. And sometimes I wonder, there, there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. You know, I was talking to uh, um, a gastroenterologist who lives over here by the golf course. Terrell's introduced me to him. And he's a nice guy, Dr. Hodges. And uh, we ran into each other down at uh, the Tom Thumb. And I said, Dr. Hodges, do you, ever, do you ever venture past this nonsense here? And he said, I have no idea what they're doing, and I don't even want to drive that way. I always tried to drive the other way. And we laughed about that. But God is not that way. God knows you. And so he's got a plan. And the end result is that if we're faithful, we're, we're going to move. I think it's interesting, too, that the word translated as, as faint here, is, uh, is in Hebrew, yap, Y-A-A-P, yap. And it's, it's gone into, it was used to describe <laughs> becoming wearied by people who yip-yap. And they just yap, 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 yap. And you think, my ears can't take anymore. It's just wearing me out. And they took this concept of being worn out by an incessant thing that would be intent on draining you, and they attached it to somebody that doesn't know when to shut up. <laughs> I think that's just interesting. Not that any of you would be that way, or any of you would know anyone that way, but it, it is wearying. Um, but I think that's interesting. Uh, we just need to keep our eyes on, on the focus. Um, I think uh, there's so many of these words it says in verse 28 that God is never weary. Uh, God, God, never, God never faints. So the app doesn't affect him because he's got a plan and he keeps focused on what's going on. Neither is he weary. And weary is, is, <clears throat> is always a, a, an ugly cousin of fainting. There is no searching of his understanding. This is interesting, too, because understanding there is, a, um, is, is a, a very strong demonstration of our word for sons. Bien. It's, it's how sons should think. It's, it's how he trains his sons. It's, it's how he, he uh, instructs. 
and how he watches over and how he demonstrates. And I just think that's very interesting that it talks about, you know, don't give place to weariness or fainting. God is not in weariness and fainting. But, and there's no limit to the way that he has ordained for you to be sons, for you to demonstrate maturity, and for you to become ultimately like these ones that he can entrust his wind to. That's just amazing to me. All of these descriptions where it speaks about a weakness is counteracted by the example of strength and vitality and purpose and God's agenda and God's design. So I just think this is phenomenal. I did want to come back up to the, um, we're really acting like Jewish people today. We're going from the, the end of the, of the chapter all the way up to the front. We're going from right to left. It, it's interesting that verse, um, <clears throat> let's see, I, I don't want to keep you too long. I probably already have for some of you. Um, his greatness and his might in verse 26 who has created? Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calls them by names, by the greatness of his might, for he is strong in power, not one fails. This is very interesting, because the host there is, is not only the angelic, but those that are sons. It, 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 and he knows them all by, by name and by the greatness. This is great in supply or number of his might. And here's the one we're going for. This word translated as might is a simple in Hebrew, O-N, on. And it means the blessing of the firstborn. The such blessing, many people don't realize this, legally, Levitically, could be, it didn't just have to be the first child born, which is why God could give the birthright and honor the birthright that Jacob gained when Esau forfeited. It's also when Joseph crossed his hands, when, when Jacob crossed his hands over Joseph's sons. And Joseph tried to correct it. No, 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 Dad, you, you got the right hand on the wrong head. And he said, no, 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 this is what I mean. The, it, but, but the principle of the firstborn meant vitality and strength and, and blessing. Reuben was the firstborn of the tribes. But he surrendered that place by his willfulness. Instead of submitting, he became willful. And by the end of... Uh, of the, the tribal uh, hierarchies, Reuben was basically, they were there, but they didn't really accomplish anything. That was the firstborn. Um, and I think it's also interesting, we're learning a lot of factors about the Council of Seven, that this word that is used for the firstborn and the vitality and what God wants of the, of, of the true sons that will rise and represent him it describes Behemoth in Job 40, verse 16. Uh, this type of strength is in his navel. Navel. Not, not, uh, not ships at sea. But this core place. 
And what do we know about this core place for us? That's the, the point of spirit within us. That's the point of productivity. That's where truth roots. That's where the, the strength is. So somehow, behemoth representing that beast, that, that measure of it used to coordinate the ways of God, operates on that system of the first fruits. I mean, that's just what the divine author said. I mean, that's interesting. But it says here that God knows those that are called to be sons. There's no limit to how many he can divest this to, and he knows everyone by name, and he also has this measure of his might. It's not one of the power words. It's not one of the five power words of the Old Testament. Why? Because it has to be in partnership with him, you and him. It's optional. Whether this comes to pass in your life is reliant upon whether you're willing to go through the process. So that's not one of the cardinal powers. It's more the expression of his heart. You know, God has this power, but can he invest it in you? And so you begin there, and, and you, you come on down through uh, it says that he is strong, uh, for he is strong in Koach. He's strong in what he does at his throne. Strong there is this word that translated into the Latin languages. It's A-M-I-Y-S, amis. It's coordinated strength, cumulative strength by having Righteous armor on the right and the left. If you say, this is my friend, mon ami, you're saying, this is one who stands beside me. This is one that I can rely upon. And it comes straight out from this Hebrew word. And that speaks about brothers and brethren. And righteousness is an armor on the right and on the left. So here, if, if you can see through my convoluted efforts to try to explain this to you, God is saying, hey, I've got a host in heaven, angelic and my sons, and, and I know them all by the name of the authority that I'm giving them, and I am calling them to be ministers of my throne. I'm calling them to be firstborn, who not only demonstrate my power, but also birth and bring birth to those who will be disciples and do this as well. I am that kind of a God who knows this strength of those that would stand alongside one another, a great host, an innumerable host. And, and, this, and not one falls, not one faileth. This is a term that is military, the alignment of battle lines, the equipping of troops. But it also speaks about harvest where those that are really skilled husbandmen will, will lay upon lines and lines and lines so that food can be grown and harvested in the most efficient way. Do you see the beauty of the divine poet, Isaiah, the anointing that was on him as he wrote this? And as I said at the beginning of this, every one of these words leading up to mounting up with wings as eagles, which God has prophesied in the mouth of I don't know how many witnesses over these pa in this past season. It speaks about those who have endured, who have kept their eye on God's promise, who are agents of the throne, who are not giving up, who are cherishing what God has said, and, and who will, 
will demonstrate a quickness and vitality of his winds and his water. I, I just think this is amazing. So this is not just a theoretical or a theological discussion. This is a word for you. This is God's word. It's great to sing the song we used to sing, whether, whether you hear Prost sing it about uh, even the youth get tired and weak, or we say that way. you got to sing it with that slow vibrato, you know, old, old guys. Wait upon the Lord. You know that song? They shall mount up. And then they get to that point, and then they forget some of the words, and they just kind of hum. And then they remember the We've heard that. That's why it's funny. I've heard it. I don't want to hear it again. You don't either. But, you know, the point, though, is that <laughs> the key to being that is spelled out verse after verse after verse in principles that God has trained you in. And we come to this point now where, yeah, wow. Can you see over these past weeks, and I'm finishing with this. You see over these past weeks how God has been, you know, what's he talked about? The river of God, the, the moving of the river, the, the opening of the wells, the eyes of the Lord, his presence. All of these endearing things that are only available because you've been faithful and, and in God's timing, he's brought you to this point. And, gosh, it's exciting. It's an honor. But the point, though, is, do you believe this? Do you believe it's your promise? Or is it just some neat word that sounds good that you can yank out every now and then and sing it with a, with a slow vibrato? You're living this. We're living this. Don't ever forget it. Don't, don't ever forget it. Because there's work to be done in the kingdom. Extraordinary work in ways that we've not known the efficacy of. We're going to be stunned at how you want to talk about Elijah outrunning uh, the, uh, the chariot. <laughs> we're going to be in the high places. Oh, we're already there. Only through this. Only through this. There's a price to pay for this, and you've, you've been living it. So we need to be doing this for the kingdom. Those that God is forming need to, to see this being done so that they can become likewise and learn the principles of discipleship that allow them to continue to move in this. I, I, I think that this is something we're going to see happening. We're already beginning to see it, but this is it. Father, I thank you. I speak blessing over your people. I speak blessing over this great army of saints. I pray that this week, as we join in agreement with what you've laid before us to pray for Christ to be formed, that this is what we've heard today. How do these young ones that you have ordained from the foundation of the world, you have called them, how do they become this? How do they come into a form of what you have ordained? We don't want to become like those who have a form of godliness but have no function. We don't want to have that. We want to demonstrate the spirit and of power. 
for your kingdom. And so I speak your blessing over this week, this week of prayer. I speak a blessing over every house of the saints. And in this place, I speak a blessing over each one of you. May God encourage and inspire you. And may we all mount up with wings as eagles on the winds of your spirit in these days. We love you, Father. Encourage your people. Strengthen. Provide everything they need. Those that need health and healing, we release that to your body now. Those of you who need encouragement, we release the strength of the Spirit of God into your mind, into your heart, into your spirit. Quicken you. And Lord, those who need financial provision, open up the windows of heaven and pour out upon them. And Lord, we, we are entering into miraculous days. Those of you who need jobs, you need uh, the opening that God creates, we ask that the, that the light of the Lord, <laughs> we'll leave the light on for you, that the light of the Lord would be open over that thing and that everyone will find what you have for them and be blessed in it. We thank you for this, Father. And for this rash of, of wacky things that have been happening to uh, houses and plumbing and all kinds of other nonsense that, that's going on, put a stop to that, Lord. Let it, let it be resolved. We've got other things to be doing right now. And uh, so resolve these things quickly and effectively. And for those who aren't having any problems like that, Help them not to have it. <laughs> we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God bless all of you. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us. Let's enjoy this week in prayer.